The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out CybionicsCGM.com. This is the Insulone Podcast, where I, own Costello, try to redefine diabetes. In this week's episode, people always recommend that you need to be happy and live in the moment and make the most of this, that and the other. And I think for me, having this condition, you really have to do that because 10 years I might lose my fingers or my toes or my feet or I might go blind. But before we get into that, everything you hear on the Insulone podcast is from my own personal experience. And if you have any worries or issues regarding your diabetes, please contact a medical professional. Now, let's get stuck into this episode. How are we doing? Hope you're well. Good to see you. Even though I'm not seeing you, but good to have you on board again. Welcome back to the Insulone Podcast with myself, Owen Costello. Hope you had a great week. Had a good one myself. Blood sugar's level. Didn't have anything too crazy. Well, a couple of lows, but I won't go into detail about that. So, last week... Just coming to the end of the episode, I made a bold statement. And that statement was that if I was ever given the opportunity to take back the fact that I was diagnosed with diabetes, I wouldn't take it. Now, you're probably thinking, why in God's name would you not take the opportunity to go back and never be diagnosed at all? So after I made that statement, I then continued to briefly state that having the ability to turn a negative into a positive is going to be a huge advantage to you in your life and particularly if you're diabetic. So today I was hoping to maybe outline some of the reasons as to why and how I turned a so-called negative into a positive and once again I'm lucky enough to be sitting across the desk here from my my dear friend Graham. It's good to be back Owen. Thanks for asking me. You're talking about turning a negative into a positive. I want to know, though, with your health, do you have a different outlook on your health than, say, somebody who doesn't have the condition? Do you appreciate it more? 100%. So what's the saying that people always always use? It's you only really appreciate something until it's gone or until it's taken away. That's what I was saying to someone just <laughs> this morning. I go, you, do you know when you get a creak in your neck? <laughs> yeah. You don't appreciate not having a creak in your neck when it's gone. It is the sorest thing ever that you can't move your neck. And then you think, God, when this pain goes away, I'm going to appreciate the hell out of my I'm neck. I'm going to be turning my neck <laughs> left and right. And then you soon forget about you ever had a creak. Same with mine. I uh, Well, not my neck, but I, I was playing football last night. And 
basically, without going into too much detail, I had blisters on my feet from playing and I couldn't walk. And I felt a bit better today and I really appreciated being able to walk. <laughs> it's always good to be able to walk. Absolutely. So how does that relate to diabetes? So it relates to my life with diabetes because there's a sense of uncertainty when you live with diabetes. You don't necessarily know what the next day will hold. You don't even know what the next five minutes has in store for you. Since being diagnosed, I've, I think I've lived more in the moment, I feel, because like when you go to bed, you know you're 100% going to wake up the next morning. Yeah, well, there's nothing seriously wrong with me that I know of anyway. So the chances of anything happening to me are very, very slim. But for you, it's probably a little bit different. I could go to bed and now... Let's hope it never does happen. But it has happened to people where they go to bed and their blood sugar plummets and they don't wake up in time and they go into a diabetic coma or seizure and they don't wake up at all. So I think because of that, it's always kind of, it's always ingrained in my mind that there is this level of genuine uncertainty always around my life. And People always say, and like people always recommend that you need to be happy and live in the moment and make the most of this, that, and the other. And I think for me, having this condition, you really have to do that because 10 years I might lose my fingers or my toes or my feet or I might go blind, depending on my own management of the condition. So with all that potentially in store for me, I have to live in the moment and I have to be happy and make the most of my time. I know for a fact that you are hell-bent on not working in a job that you're not happy with. You don't want to work a nine-to-five job just to make money. You want to work with something that you're passionate about. And do you think that stems from having the condition? I know you want to work in relation to your diabetes, but the fact that you don't want to be unhappy in your job, like if a lot of people are that we know. Yeah, I think it's easy to, it's easy to get a consistent and steady, reliable job. But for me... I don't want to do that. I never I never really wanted to do that. And I'm the one that makes that happen. And it's my responsibility. So there's no better time than right now to do these things for me and for another diabetic because you don't know what five years or 10 years is going to gonna hold. So it's definitely altered your outlook on life for the positive because you're doing things in the now that you could be a person who wouldn't have the risk of, say, going blind or losing their fingers in the future could put it off. You're just doing it now and living probably a better life than you would have if you didn't have the condition. Definitely. I want to talk about as well the connections you've made because you're diabetic. I follow you on Instagram and you have an incredible ability. I follow a lot of people on Instagram and people comment on the people's posts all the time. But I've never seen anybody like you to actually get back to every single person who comments, especially when it's in relation to diabetes. You've now this online community that wasn't there six or seven years ago in your life. So I remember the weekend that I've already previously spoken of. The weekend when I was diagnosed, I remember lying in the bed and it's so isolating and you feel so lonely and it's it's almost like you are the only person in the world. And you're thinking to yourself, is there anybody else out there like me Is anybody experiencing the things I'm experiencing right now? I have to inject myself five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times a day now for the rest of my life. What is going on? So basically, I left that hospital and I dealt with the condition and 
I overcame it, as you say. A few years after it, I basically set up an Instagram page to try and promote healthy living with diabetes. Now, I didn't really have any other reasoning behind it but to do that. And I was completely unaware as to how many diabetics out there were looking to connect with other diabetics. So I set up this page and over time, now it's not huge, but over time it's obviously grown and 99% of people who follow me on Instagram are diabetic. And I speak to hundreds of people almost every day. And because of that, I feel less isolated. I feel as if I'm part of something, even if I've never physically met these people. And when people send me messages about they've just been diagnosed and they don't know what to do. Their life's all over the place. Their head's on a different planet. I've had people come to me for advice. And having somebody come to me for advice means so much to me because I know exactly what they were feeling. I know exactly what they are feeling because I went through the same thing they did almost step by step. And having the sort of community that I have on Instagram it puts meaning to every day every day I wake up I have a meaning even if I don't necessarily have any work to do just connecting with these people online is hugely fulfilling what do you think that the 19 year old Owen that was lying in that hospital bed feeling like he was the only diabetic in the world what do you think he would think of today's Owen who was out helping hundreds of diabetics online every day (laughs) I think he'd be very proud if I say so myself to go from somebody who was lying in a bed almost helpless for the first few days to now being somebody who has hundreds of people going through the same situation come to me for advice or reassurance that everything's going to be okay yeah, I think I think I'd be I'd be very proud of what I'm doing right now. I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit because wasn't there a certain award ceremony recently, maybe a few months ago in LA? There was indeed the Tell in- me about that please. So it was the inaugural Diabetes Awards in Hollywood in LA and uh I was crowned <laughs> the Diabetes Male Fitness Influencer of the Year. That's incredible when you think about it. When you think about that 90-year-old kid to now, you are you're winning awards because of your help to other diabetics and also your washboard abs as well probably <laughs> helped you get into that moment as well. Um, but that must be incredible thinking that those people who connected with you went out and voted for you as well. It must give you an enormous sense of fulfillment. Yeah, I, I remember we had to, at the awards, we had to give a brief speech. And well, firstly, I said, I'd like to thank my parents for giving me diabetes. <laughs> and one of the other points that I that I said was, if somebody was to say to me when I was lying in the bed <laughs> just after being diagnosed that I would eventually be standing on a stage accepting an award for anything related to diabetes, I would have told you you were mad. So I think from going from a, a really, really negative situation in my life where it was inevitably completely going to change almost every aspect of my life to now taking it all on board, rolling with the whole thing and turning it into a positive a positive aspect of my life where I'm so involved within diabetes that 
I re- wouldn't. I probably wouldn't really know what else I would be doing because I'm so invested in it now, yeah. and I'm so passionate about diabetes. I wouldn't even be speaking to you here right now. And I think even in five, ten, fifteen years, if I'm not doing podcasts or I'm not doing personal training for diabetics, I'll still be involved within diabetes because it's probably not going anywhere for the next few years. So. I'm I'm with with it for life, and I love being involved in this sort of community. It means a lot to me. It's not really a thing in Ireland where we are now in Dublin, but I remember you telling me when you were in New York, you used to have meetups and you used to meet up with other diabetics. Like, what was the atmosphere around those meetups? Were everyone kind of excited to see each other, to mingle, to exchange stories? Like these are essentially new friends that you've got these bonds with, which you mightn't have with your own friends back home. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's when you meet another diabetic, it's you instantly have this this connection, and you automatically understand everything they've been through and how how tough it can be to deal with. So you're just instantly friends. And when I was in New York, I met loads of diabetics, and I went to a number of meetups that they hold. Now it's just casual like meetups in bars or restaurants or whatever it is, but. You meet people that you maybe were connecting with online for a while and you meet them and it's like meeting a long a long lost brother or a long lost sister, you know what I mean? It's great. And being able to have those sort of connections definitely makes it easier to deal with on the day to day because these are real life people who are out there who have the same same thing as me. And the friends that I've made through diabetes wouldn't even be my friends if I wasn't diagnosed. So that's another positive outlook on it you're very well versed in diabetes you must have done an awful lot of research were you intelligent as a kid has that helped you out in becoming an adult with the condition yeah i've always been intelligent let's say but in school i had no interest i i I didn't enjoy school i loved the social aspect of school and i loved the sport part but when it came to learning and being in class and doing the various subjects just wasn't into it i didn't enjoy it but I think since being diagnosed, it's kind of lit this fire in my belly to really get down to it and learn. And since being diagnosed, I've become an expert on diabetes. And it was my responsibility to learn about it because my health was my responsibility. Even when I was in college, learning about diabetes was kind of like my guilty pleasure. I was reading about it. I was watching videos about it. I was looking up articles about it all the time. And there'd be times where I'd be pretending to study or pretend to be doing work or a project or something. And I'd actually just be learning about diabetes because I was obsessed with it. See, the thing is, though, you weren't doing something that people would think was boring. You weren't studying history or business. You were doing something really interesting in college. Yeah, I did animation in college. There'd be people out there thinking, God, doing projects in animation would be so cool and creating this world. But you put that to the side and says, no. I actually feel a little bit guilty about learning about my pancreas. Yeah, I was just obsessed with it. I I was fascinated by the whole thing because I knew that this had happened to my body and I wanted to know why it happened, how it happened and how I can combat it, basically. I was just obsessed. I, I, lo- I loved learning about it. Did you do biology in secondary school or high school, if you listen in America? Yeah, I did. And did you I- have any interest in biology? I had a great biology teacher, which made it more interesting. I, yeah, I was interested, but 
not to the extent where I was looking forward to going home and studying. <laughs> yeah. Whereas now I am. I love researching about diabetes. I love learning more about it anytime I can. And it was, it was funny now that you actually mentioned the, the biology. I put up an, an Instagram story today basically explaining why your blood sugar can spike if you weight train. So I did a, a very, very short video of me just explaining what happens in your body and and why this happens. And a guy that I was in school with who I hadn't really spoken to in a while sent me a message saying, God, you, you sound like our biology teacher <laughs> saying adrenaline and cortisol and glucagon and glycogen and all this sort of thing. It was funny. It clicked with me. I was like, I watched it back and I thought, it makes so much sense to me because... I know so much about diabetes, but listening to it from the outside, it's kind of like, what the hell is he talking about? You know what I mean? It's great for you because, or not for you, for people following you, because it's almost like they have their own personal diabetic doctor at hand on your Instagram. They can ask you questions for free. They don't have to pay for it. And you have basically a lot of the knowledge, if not more the knowledge, than some of them have. <laughs> Yeah, I get I get a lot of questions about how to how to do things and why I should do this or should I do this instead. And now I am not a doctor, mm. so making suggestions about certain medications and stuff I don't do. But suggestions in terms of lifestyle and foods that are going to benefit you and types of exercise that will have a good impact on your diabetes. Yeah, people ask me a lot. You have. Well, you're in a good position where you have your own online business and you do your fitness and you're able to dedicate a lot of your life to diabetes and you're able to put, put such a positive spin on it. Would you have any advice for somebody who, say, can't dedicate as much of their life to diabetes but they want to put, they want to turn a negative into a positive? Any advice for somebody like that who has to work a nine-to-five job, they've got kids at home and they can't dedicate as much of their time like you are? Yeah, look, I, I fully understand that not every diabetic out there is as is as into their fitness as I am and is as involved within diabetes as I am. I know we live with it the same amount of time, but I think for anybody out there who's who sees diabetes as solely just a negative aspect of their life, I think a great stepping stone towards eventually having it transform into a positive would be to to reach out to a diabetic. I'm sure there are plenty of diabetes organizations wherever somebody may be living. Diabetes Australia, Diabetes Sweden, Diabetes France. Try and research into these organizations if they even exist. Reach out to them and see if there are any local meetups or events that you could be involved in. If there aren't, you maybe could be the one to potentially set them up yourself. I feel... If and when you do meet local diabetics and you meet them in a coffee shop or a bar and you share stories and the struggles you've been through and the frustration you feel every day, and then when you leave, you'll have this sense of diabetic harmony that you wouldn't have felt if you were by yourself at home thinking about your diabetes. You've helped them. They've helped you. It's like a diabetic symbiotic relationship. Thank you for listening to the Insulone Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so each episode goes directly to your phone. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Insulone. And if you have any question you'd like answered on the podcast, you can email it to 
theinsalonepodcast at gmail.com. 